Some real estate investing strategies will require more money and more work than others. And some strategies are admittedly riskier, which will only work for experienced investors. So the question is, how can you start investing in real estate as early as in your 20s? I'll share with you my strategies when I started in real estate. I'm Edric Maguan, and this is The Real Deal. When we're in our 20s or 30s, most of us don't have much financial resources yet. Most of us are still building our careers, which already consume a significant portion of our time. At baka isipin nyo, being young is a disadvantage when it comes to real estate investing. But the truth is, you have the biggest advantage of all, time. The earlier you invest, the bigger your gains. So how should a young, first-time investor like you with limited resources and experience invest in real estate? Your investing strategy should be one that allows you to maximize your time in the market and also allows the efficient use of your limited resources, both in terms of money and work. Given that you're just starting out, I suggest that you not just pursue a rewarding approach, but also a safer one. So how are you going to go about it? Let's dive in. First, let's start with the property type. For young, first-time investors, I generally suggest starting with a condo investment. Why would I suggest condos and not houses and not just residential lots? Condos are generally a lot more affordable versus houses and versus residential lots in the same area. Condos can be your entry-level investment at bite-sized prices in some of the best locations. When you invest in a condo, you can earn in two ways, capital appreciation and cash flow from rent, especially when you invest in and around major business districts. Whereas investing in a lot can only give you capital appreciation, but it can't generate income. Another advantage of a condo is that it will be a lot easier to manage compared to houses. As I've mentioned in my previous vlog, condos would have a maintenance team that can at least help you with minor repairs. This is perfect for investors with full-time jobs. Unlike houses, which may mean that you have to do all the repairs yourself or hire a professional to do it for you. So depending on your budget and your desired market, you can look for a studio or one bedroom unit to cater to young professionals. If your budget permits, you can even invest in a two bedroom unit if you want to cater to starting families who generally have more stability. Now that we've talked about the type of property, let's talk about how you can buy the property. Should you look into pre-selling properties from the developers or what we call the primary market? Or should you look into resale properties from the owners or what we call the secondary market? When you're looking to invest in your first property, I suggest that you start with pre-selling properties from reputable developers or the primary market. Especially if you don't have a lot of capital or should I say millions in the bank. There are two main reasons for this. First is you are eliminating several inherent risks right away. You are talking to a big company who has a track record in the industry. You are not talking to the owner who you probably have never met. You are also minimizing possible unknown issues with the property. These issues could be legal issues that could come up later on, or they could be physical issues that are already existing with the property that you did not have the experience or know-how to detect during the viewing of the property. When buying pre-selling properties, you are using the planning and construction know-how of the reputable developers. Plus, they would also provide warranties. Before we move on, if you find this content helpful, hit the like button. 
The second reason why buying in the primary market is better for first-time investors is that the developers offer their properties at low payment terms. Most developers don't require you to pay a spot cash down payment. The down payment is paid over the pre-selling period, usually over 4 to 5 years for condos, which is longer compared to other types of properties. The cool thing about pre-selling properties is the moment you reserve your unit, any price increase or capital appreciation from there on is already yours. So imagine mo, habang nagbabayad ka ng down payment unti-unti, pataas na rin ng pataas ang value ng property mo. If you want to explore the pre-selling properties with high growth potential, schedule a free consultation with me or message me by the link in the description. On the other hand, when you buy in the resale or secondary market, you may find the properties are selling at discounted prices. But the resale deals usually entail a huge payment to the sellers. The cash down payment for some of the best deals require 40 to 50% of the selling price, which are usually in the millions. And even if you have millions, always ask yourself first if putting all your money into one property is the smartest choice for you versus spreading your cash to buy another property that can give you more gains in the long run. As you already know, the developers offer generous payment terms, and there are in fact several options to choose from. Now, should you get the lightest payment term? Well, that has some great advantages. First, choosing a lighter payment term lowers your risk over the pre-selling period in case of any unforeseen financial distress. With a smaller monthly down payment, it will be easier to manage compared to a bigger one while you get back to your normal financial situation. Second, you can increase your return on investment or ROI by minimizing your cash outlay. Remember that almost the same lang naman ang capital gain or profit mo, whether fully paid ka na or 50% or 20% pa lang ang nabayaran mo. What do I mean by this? So let's say you purchase a condo unit from the developer at a total price of 5 million. Let's show two scenarios for the different payment terms. In scenario A, you chose a higher payment term at the time of purchase. To date, you have paid the developer a total of 2 million. In scenario B, you chose a lower payment term and paid only 1 million to date. Then before turnover, you decide to sell it or nating condo pasalo or assume balance for 6.5 million. In both cases, you get 1.5 million in profit, but you paid less cash in scenario B, giving you a 150% ROI versus 75% in Scenario A. What's more, in Scenario B, with the lower payment term to the developer, you will only require the buyer to pay you a smaller cash payment for the same amount of profit. This means you can have a bigger pool of potential buyers as more people can afford to pay a smaller cash payment. How does this work exactly? Let's continue the earlier example. In Scenario A, of the total purchase price of 5 million, you already paid the developer 2 million. So your buyer will assume the remaining balance of 3 million. The buyer will pay you cash of 3.5 million for the total selling price of 6.5 million. In scenario B, you just paid the developer 1 million. So the buyer will assume the remaining balance of 4 million and pay you cash of only 2.5 million for a total of 6.5 million. But what if you don't want to sell it before turnover? because you see great potential in the property long-term to earn more capital appreciation and rental income at the same time. Kung mas maliit ang down payment, di ba mas malaki naman ang home loan? This brings me to the next strategy on home loans. When you're young, 
Time is on your side, and you can afford to take on more debt for bigger potential gains. And if this is just your first or second investment property, the finances are still relatively easy for you to manage. But the big question is, should you get a shorter term or a longer term? I would suggest getting a longer loan term. When you are in your 20s or 30s, it's possible to stretch your home loan up to 15 to 20 years via bank financing. Longer term means lower monthly amortization. And lower monthly amortization entails two major benefits. Similar to what I mentioned earlier, this would put you at less risk in times of unforeseen financial distress. It is definitely easier to manage a lower monthly amortization versus a bigger one. In addition, a lower monthly amortization frees you up with more cash, which you can put into more investments, perhaps another pre-selling property, that will make you more money in the long run. This strategy of maximizing the power of leverage is something that I discussed in detail in another video. Check it out! I know some of you may argue that the longer term will incur more interest. Yes, it's true, but the more important question to ask yourself is, can I make more money with the cash freed up versus the additional interest from the longer home loan? For me, the answer is yes. Home loan is a very powerful tool. If you know how to use it wisely and properly, then it will work to your maximum advantage. So there you have it. That's exactly how I started my first real estate investment in my 20s. What I have presented are just suggestions on how you can maximize your gains in the long run and how you can be more efficient with the use of your resources. Whichever strategy you decide to pursue, the key is knowing what you are getting into. So which strategy would you take advantage of? Let me know in the comment section below. See you guys next time! Thank you for watching! If you want to inquire about the pre-selling developments that I offer and get sample computations, you may visit my website or send me a message on my Facebook and Instagram. I also offer a free online consultation. I put the links in the description box. And if you want to learn more about real estate investing, please subscribe to my channel and check out my other video.